Esme. She's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. Go queen. guys for joining another episode of the q chat today i have two beautiful queens i have the founders of the black freedom symphony they are doing something amazing they are fusing music and also with just us being socially conscious of course they can explain it better but i want to introduce miss l danielle baldwin she's the curator of this amazing thing and also the founder and the conductor miss natasha a mitchell so how are you guys doing today Great, great. Glad to be Thank here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you guys for being on the platform. And like I said, you guys are doing something great. And you, will, you, I would like one of you, and we'll go around. So I could start with, I'll let whoever wants to start first. I'll do that so it can be fair. But I would like you guys to explain what the Black Freedom Symphony is in your own words so everyone can be enlightened. Um, so I'm Natasha Mitchell, and um, as you said, I'm the conductor. Um, this is my 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 brainchild, and um, and the the head curator. And I, you know, really Black Freedom Symphony is really just what the title is. It it is a a symphony, right? And the symphony has all different kinds of sounds. You know, some of the songs are happy, some of the songs are sad, some things. You know, it's full of drama. It makes you want to dance. It's all of those things. It is all of the, the pieces of our experience as Black people wrapped up into a symphony. It all blends. It's different, but it all blends together. Um, and it tells the story of Black people in the diaspora, not just in the United States, the things that we've experienced, our pains, our joys, our glory. So that, that's, that's Black Freedom Symphony in a nutshell. Okay, okay. And I'll go to you too. So would you like me to call you Danielle? Danielle is perfectly fine. (laughs) So I know you're the curator. So I know you're on the creative end of the web design and everything. So how has your experience been working on this great project? Yeah, so we, we think of it kind of like, as this really great partnership that, that, uh, allows us to express what our strengths are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to actually curating the music, that would be Natasha for the most part. We have conversations about it. Um, I definitely give some input, some feedback, you know, let her know when I really love a song or when I really am like, I'm not too sure, but she really has um, this is her baby and she really mm-hmm. has a plan for how she wants each movement to go. So while we discuss the, the, the songs in their order and things of that nature, I normally leave the selection of the songs up to her and mm-hmm. I focus on everything else that supports that, that effort, you know, um, mm-hmm. coming up with the website and making sure that it really followed her vision 
for what she wanted to see supporting and surrounding these songs and just being really thoughtful about imagery, um, messaging, and just the, the vibe and the feeling that the entire site and all of our marketing materials gives you. We want you to look at it as if it is this, not just this symphony, but also an actual journey. You know, mm -hmm. movements can kind of be thought of in two different ways, movements within a symphony, but also we actually want you to be moved by these songs. We want you to feel something good, bad, sad, whatever that case may be, it really is a journey. So I try to make sure that um, on the supporting end of things, she has all that she needs technically. And um, I want to make sure that everything I come up with visually matches that, that sentiment. Okay. And how did you guys connect? Oh, my goodness. How, how much time do you have? <laughs> right. Yeah. I've known Natasha for over 20 years at this point. And oh, wow. we connected in a really unique way. So the long short of the story is that we have some really beautiful, great friends in, in common that we both met in school in Greensboro, North Carolina. We literally call ourselves the Greensboro Crew. And through different people, we kind of all connected as a group. And Natasha and I really vibed around music. And that's always been one of our main connections. Other than her just being a really wonderful person, you know, we also just connect and vibe around our various likes and um, styles of music that we really enjoy. I'm an audiophile. She's an audiophile. So mm -hmm. we always have plenty to talk about. <laughs> Everything you said. <laughs> So, like I said, I definitely, I can't wait to learn more about the Black Freedom Symphony. And from what I read, one of the descriptions of it is that I picked up on is a curation of Black music across time, location, and genre that shares the complex experiences of Blackness while celebrating Black history and culture. So I did some research on you guys, of course, and I know 2020 was a very, very, very traumatic year for everyone besides the pandemic, because as, you know, for our, you know, race, our people, our culture, we had to see the situation with George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, Brianna, you know, we had these things and all the others, you know, that didn't necessarily get, you know, the huge national platform. It was a very traumatic experience for African-Americans. Right. So let's talk about, like, I know from what I gathered from the research, this is what stemmed this birth child. So can you, you know, tell me some about that? Like what you experienced and how you decided to birth this project? Yeah, it 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 really did come out of that. It 2020, we were just trying to hold on. We were just really trying to, to get through it. And um, you know, as Danielle mentioned, we had the Greensboro crew. So we start, everybody's dispersed now, living in different places, but we had a couple of just Zoom meetings, just getting together, just to talk, just to be there, right? Just to process. But for myself, I, I just kind of felt, it's not that I didn't know that that kind of abuse happens. It's, it's been happening, right, for so long. As, as Will Smith said, it's just getting filmed. But yeah. to see that video, 
And to watch that nine minutes, it, it was just wrenching. And I, as I said before, you know, something just kind of cracked in me and I needed to heal that wound I, because I wasn't functioning. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, I was functioning, but I, I wasn't doing, I wasn't at the normal pace. And um, I just started listening to my songs. As, as Danielle mentioned, I'm an audiophile. You know, mm-hmm. I need to get hyped up for a presentation. You know, I'm going to put on my, you know, that playlist that gets me going. I need to bring myself down and, and be calm and relax and meditate. You know, I'm going to play some real soothing kinds of music. So I just started pulling songs together and playing these songs to, to hear somebody else, an artist, express what I just didn't have the words to express because I was hurting so much. Yeah. That's, that's where it started. Mm. Wow. So, and I'm sorry. I'd like you to, to chime in too, Danielle, because I want to make sure everyone, you know, speaks. But this is, you know, like I said, 2020, I don't think everyone understood what a lot of us were dealing with you know because we already obviously had the COVID situation which was universal but you know from the standpoint of Black Americans it was heartbreaking you know I mean we went through racial trauma you know and I feel like most African Americans we generally deal with a level of racial PTSD I know that's something that I feel we don't necessarily get the chance to have many free conversations about this you know but I've I know for a fact when all these things began to happen in 2020, people started sharing stories of, oh, this is what happened to me when I was a kid, or this is what happened to me on the workplace, or this is what happened to me at the doctor. People were speaking more about their racial trauma. So, you know, it was a lot. It was very heavy. So what was your take as well, Danielle? Like I said, we all went through hell you know, in 2020, you know, so what was your take on everything? Yeah, so um, I actually had COVID in 2019, in December mm-hmm. of 2019. So I experienced firsthand what I then watched a lot of other people go through. And that on top of all of the racial strife that was going on and just our bodies being put on display for news and entertainment, basically. I remember one day Natasha and I having a conversation. I just reached out to her because I was feeling very isolated. And I had all these feelings of angst and sadness kind of wrapped up into one and not really knowing what to do with that. Um, And I just kind of reached out to her one day and said, you know, I'm really having trouble dealing with this. I really just don't know kind of what I'm feeling, much less how to articulate it. Um, And very soon after, we had this conversation about her idea. And I just thought, I just thought it was the, the answer to a lot of what we were looking for. It was like soul food, literal food for my soul. And working on this project with her has been not only a delight personally, but it really has helped me kind of heal some of those things that we were feeling and not really able to put words to um, and just find an outlet that felt positive and reinforcing of all the wonder and beauty that is the Black culture. So um, 
in feeling those ways about, you know, Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and everything else that was going on over the past year and a half, two years, I also felt a little bit of a balancing happening as we worked on this project and things kind of started to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, Peace World, it's the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon, and this is the Q Chat. Keep it locked right here. You know, and I think, you know, because I'm about 40, so when I was a kid, I remember seeing Eyes on the Prize, and I had never seen, like, the image of Emmett Till before until I was a kid, and, you know, like, I'll be 45 next month. That's something that we, that's part of our history, you know, just seeing this poor boy's mutilated body, so I just feel like 2020 for plenty of us it was just like it was just hard to process you know because we've we've seen firsthand what can happen we've seen the stories we know the history but just to see what happened in 2020 it was just like okay are things going to change I'm the mother of a black male you know he actually made 20 years old on the day of the George Floyd verdict and I was actually afraid for him go out and celebrate his birthday because I'm like I don't know like what's going to happen are people going to lose their minds like I just you know it's just that that stress of even being a mother of a black male that a lot of people don't understand what that feels like so I want to dive in even further because of course music does heal the soul like I told you guys I love just I love music just music is extremely therapeutic and with this platform being about self-love I just feel like when I have these episodes talking to musicians, it still ties in because self-love, self-care, just that therapeutic experience of just listening to your favorite song. I just listen to a song that just hits that spot in your heart. You know, it just does so much. So I want to talk about with the Black Freedom Symphony, there's four movements. So I would like if you guys could break down each of the movements. I know the first one, is hate we live so can you guys break that down i would love to hear more about each of the movements so yes there are four movements um and each movement kind of has it has obviously its own um title but it's it also has its own vibe its own sound um and and the it's its own message that it's trying to communicate so that First movement, as you said, is um, the hate we live, and that's kind of a little play on the hate you give. Mm-hmm. And we know that movie, but really remember Tupac had that thug, T H U G, tattooed mm-hmm. on his stomach. The hate you give is what it stood for. Um, but I wanted to talk about it from the standpoint of the hate we live um, because I-, I wanted to center our perspective about. Mm-hmm not what people do, the hate you give, the hate that we live, what, what it feels like for us. And, um, and so that, that first movement is a hard movement. It's, the songs are, are loud, they are angry, um, you know, they are pointed, they, they kind of they accuse people, like, this is what you're doing. This is right. what you're doing. One of the songs, you know, it's like shame on you for what you do. So I, I wanted it to be raw in that, that kind of way. Um, mm. The second move, I don't know, Daniel, you want to go back and forth? You want me to do the, the second move? I was move? just going to say, like, my feedback about the first movement, I remember telling her, I was like, one, this is very Black. 
this is very black. Thank you. And I was like, you know, this was the first time that we actually, I actually got to see what was in her head visually and hear it um, as one movement. And I also remember saying, along with it being very black, that I get it. Like I got it before, but I really get it now. I really see how you want each one of these movements to be kind of set up and, and how it's going to tell our story as a whole from beginning to end to what we already, to what we don't even know is coming. And um, so that was my first experience going, okay, I thought I got it, but now I get to actually see it and hear it and put all the pieces together. And um, so it was just delightful for me too, to, to kind of really see that first movement come together and for us to express it and give it to the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And now, yeah, interesting little story in there. It's kind of two. Well, one is a little longer than the other. The first one is one of the songs that got a lot of reaction from folks, just anecdotes we started hearing from people <clears throat> in that first movement was uh, I'm Not Racist by Joanna Lucas. So mm. people were saying, first of all, I didn't even hear this song. So people said, I haven't heard this song. Um, what is this? You know, what? Yeah. but it provoked a lot of conversation. Uh, one person said, you know what? I just need to, that, I just need to listen to that song and think about that for the week. I can't even listen to the rest of the, the, the songs in there. But the other one that's interesting, and this was, this kind of um, goes, it's what Danielle was saying in terms of that feedback and kind of going back and forth, was um, Childish Gambino. This is America. Mm -hmm. So you want to tell Danielle, you know, she lobbied, she lobbied. <laughs> mm -hmm. She lobbied for it. I lobbied mm -hmm. hard for This Is America. Um, yeah. It, it was uh, a song that I felt like really fit in this movement and told, it summed up everything I felt about, you know, the hate we give, the hate we live. And I remember at the time, Natasha hadn't watched the video. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, okay, you don't like the song now, but just do me a favor and watch the video and listen to the song again. And I swear to you, you will think about it differently. And she was still like... I don't know, you know, yeah. I'm just not feeling this song. Mm -hmm. She listened to the song, came back, watched the video, came back and said, okay, I, I get what you're saying. I get, I see how this fits into this movement. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I'm so happy about that because I didn't really, you know, lobby yay or nay for any other song. But the fact that that one was going to be left out, I, I was like, okay. I'm, I'm gonna use my, uh, you know, my my get out get out of free jail card here, and I've got to av advocate for this one song. And I'm so glad that she went back and watched the video because I think it just it fits perfectly into that movement. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that video alone, you know, I think speaks more volumes. You know, like I think if someone just listened to the song without viewing the video, they may not fully grasp the message the video just you know definitely sets in stone what he the message he was trying to convey for sure you know so that video was extremely powerful if anything now of course the next movement is still of the fight so I want to hear like I said I definitely want to hear you guys break down all four of these movements so let's talk about that one 
Ooh, still of the fight. You know, so the first movement was that that angry movement. We we are pissed. We we are just we can't take this. The pressure, the stress of it. Um, you you mentioned um, earlier about PTSD, and and I like to call it O T S D, ongoing traumatic stress disorder, because it's not post. Yeah, true. It, it is it is still going on. So that's that first movement. But the second movement is after. You know, we we are allowed to have our anger but we are also allowed to have our sadness. We're allowed to have our pain. And I wanted, I wanted to explore that in a very thoughtful way in the second movement, the still of the fight. So you can be, that fight can be external, but sometimes it's also internal. You know, it, it is the sadness. It is when you get to that point of exhaustion. We've all been there where we just like, I, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I can't. You know, I can't. Um, mm-hmm. That movement, the second movement, speaks to that. Speaks to that experience. Mm. So, what songs would fit into this one? Ooh. Um, well, one of the songs that I, I really wanted to to put in there was "Tamir" by um, Eero by Eric Robeson. Mm. Um, love Eric Robeson. We both. Love Eric Rose. <laughs> um, now, shameless plug, you know, I interviewed him, so make sure you go back and catch that okay. episode. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. We're, we're fans. We're definitely big fans. Yeah, he, he's a whole vibe. Like, he really is. But I'm sorry. I have to throw in that shameless plug. But yeah. Oh, go ahead. I love it. I'm going to go back and watch it because I've seen him perform a million times. But when this Same. song came out, the trilogy set that he had, but when I heard Tamir, um, it just it just gripped me. Because the first line of the song is, when I was young, I had a toy gun. And that's all, if he, said, if he didn't say anything else, he said everything that we all know and understand about Tamir Rice's untimely death and murder, right? That, that he was a child and he right. was playing the most, quote unquote, American kind of game, right? Cops and robbers and, you know, when I was young, when I was young, I had a toy gun. Mm -hmm. Could I have ended up like Tamir? Could Danielle have ended up? So that song really gripped me and he really humanized like, this is a child. This was Mm -hmm. a boy. Mm -hmm. And and so I just really felt that, that that perspective about Tamir Rice's story needed to be in that movement mm. right right Oof, very powerful so there's two more left of course and this third one is hustle and glow so let's hear about that one <laughs> it up. hustle oh. and glow <laughs> that 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 last that second movement ends um with miss roberta flack who um, I'm probably going to show my age a little bit, but you know, some younger people don't know Roberta Flack, which is amazing and scary all at the same time. But <laughs> don't know Roberta Flack, go listen to her. The sister is bad. She writes, I mean, plays the piano and just sings a song. She she she's she doesn't holler a wail, but mm-hmm. she can blow and she can can make you feel every like essence of a song so Roberta Flack ends with the impossible dream 
in mm -hmm. uh, um, um, on that second movement. And that's sort of that second movement is we just go to sleep. And sometimes when you just can't do anything else, you just have to, you just gotta get on your knees, just that's it. I just gotta go to sleep. And, right. and, and the third movement is when you wake up in the morning and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna do this anyway. You know what? I don't care. I'm black with my kinky hair. You know, I'm black with my beautifulness, with my ability, with my strength, with my history, with my culture. And I am going to make a way out of no way. That's hustle and glow. We, we, mm. It's that shine. It's yeah. that flavor that we bring. But it's also a manual, the hustle part. Like, what is the work? And if you listen to the song, you can pick up what I'm saying some of the work is that we have to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. So, of course, the last one is Joy and Rain. Joy and Rain is the last movement. Um, that's, that is, that is the vision. That is where we want to be. And joint rain is about love. Mm. It's, it's, it's about self-love. It's about love for our community, for others. It's walking in joy. And joy doesn't mean the absence of pain, mm -hmm. but joy means that, that peace, you know, that I know I'm going to be okay. I am okay as I am, it's acceptance, it's all those things. And, and that is the, so we should say it's joy and rain, not R-A-I-N, but R-E-I-G-N. So yes. that's, I'm, that's right, we're our queen. Put our crown Yes. So how can people be a part of this? Where can, like, how can they access this Black Freedom Symphony? Like, tell everybody how they can, listen to this amazing project that you guys have created multiple different ways um and that was on purpose because mm -hmm. um really short story this all started as natasha's brainchild for just a playlist okay imagine she just called me one day and said you know i really have this idea and I'm thinking about making a playlist and I'd like for you to help me put a playlist together. And I was like, a playlist? A playlist? That's all you want to do with this idea is make a playlist? And she was like, well, what are you talking about? And of course, the whole time she's describing the playlist to me, in my head, I'm already visualizing it. I'm already seeing the website. I'm seeing the social media. I'm seeing how we're going to you know, present it to people. So it started out as her idea for this playlist to share with her friends and her family, but I saw it as something much, much bigger than that, that we could share with the entire world. And um, so as a result of that, you can interact and engage with and experience it in different ways. You mm -hmm. can experience it as a part of a Spotify playlist if you just wanna listen to the music with no visuals. You can experience it through YouTube um, by actually going and watching each movement as a playlist on YouTube. Okay. You can experience it both ways from our website. And one of the things that I think is really unique about the project is you also can experience it through words. And by that, I mean not only the lyrics of the, of the songs, but we also have uh, current and upcoming guest commentary from people that are also audiophiles or you know have some kind of affinity to talking about black history and our culture 
um, where they're going to be talking about the movements and the songs in the movements, what they mean to them, what they mean to our culture. Um, so there's multiple different ways that you can experience a symphony. And that was all done, you know, intentionally with many more coming up. We're going to have live events. We're going to have uh, more discussions, you know, kind of question and answer kind of situations. So mm -hmm. all of that is coming up um, as we continue to release these movements. The third movement will be out uh, Friday of this week. And so you can experience one, two, and three at the same time if you want to. Um, just different ways to kind of engage with this content. And the website is a really integral part of that because I didn't want it just to be just that playlist. You yeah. know, I wanted it to be the, the full breadth and depth of what I knew Natasha's idea actually was. Mm -hmm. And so um, pulling all of that together into one site and pulling all of that together into other platforms was really important to us. I do love the site. It it felt like, you know, you're you really are entering the Black Freedom Symphony, you know, mm -hmm. and, and entering the idea. So definitely kudos on the website, you know, Thank like you. I definitely get the message that you were trying to display. I definitely felt the idea for sure. So I, I do feel what you're saying regarding the website. So you mentioned self-love with Hustle and Glow. So of course this platform is all about self-love. And I want to ask you guys individually, and I know like what you guys are doing is pretty unique, but you did mention self-love. You know, this started stemmed from pain. You know, it stemmed from something traumatic that we really weren't prepared to experience. But even with your playlist, it rounds out, you know, from Hustle and Glow to Join Rain, where we still have that pride you know, and that love for ourselves. So I want to twist my self-love question. I always end everything about with self-love, but I want to twist it slightly on, I always ask people how they apply self-love in their life. But I want to ask you guys from a standpoint of just having that racial pride, you know what I'm saying? We were really tested in 2020. Like I said, these things have never gone away. We all can acknowledge that. But in 2020, it just was like, a cherry on top, you know, it just was something that we really had to swallow and just face that I just feel like no matter what, we weren't truly prepared for. But throughout all of that, just in just seeing like the great resignation, you're seeing a lot of Black women become entrepreneurs and Black males becoming entrepreneurs, natural hair is on the move. It just feels like we're kind of repeating in a sense when we were broken down in the 60s, but then in the 70s, it was the Black Pride movement, you know, and I feel like in a sense where this is like a modern day thing, like, you know, I took a class last night and a professor mentioned melanin. He's like, what is melanin? I said, it's magic, you know, like, so let's tie in. I want to ask you guys, I'm, I'm just dying just to get your perspective. So instead of me asking you guys, how has self-love applied in your life? What would you say and how we can apply self-love just as African-Americans, as Black people, just to have that pride, despite what the world may try to do right now? We even see our counterparts in Ukraine dealing with some ugly racism in the middle of a war. You know, so I just think sometimes people are naive or 
our other cultures thinking that racism is something that does not exist. It is something that exists every day. And we do our best to show in spite of our strength and our beauty and our intelligence. So what would you guys say and how to apply self-love just and our culture and how we carry ourselves and how we can still hold our heads high in spite of what is happening? This one is easy for me in short um, because I, I, I know kind of what Natasha's um, vision or, or viewpoint of this is. Mine is kindness and patience. Um, and when I say that, I mean for our culture, for our people, for ourselves. We're all going through some of the same things, but in different ways. And as we walk through life as Black people, um, you know, we just want to make sure that we're having the same patience for those that we don't know as we would with our friends and our family. Um, right. To me, that's really important. Um, patience and kindness, not only for self, but even for those that don't know you and you don't know them. Um, that is the true definition of Black love to me, Black love for our entire culture, regardless of where you fit into that, for the entire culture, being accepting. Yes, yes. Wow. I, that, I, you know, it, it just resonates uh, on so many levels, um, even, you know, in the process and the way, I know this is a little side, but in the way that we work with each other, we try to apply that. <clears throat> and so, you know, we check in, how are you doing, right? Um, we are human beings, not human doings. Yes, we produce, but, but we have a, a consciousness and a presence and we have to nurture that. And so when the world is hard, um, when, when racism is happening, when anti-Blackness is happening, microaggressions that really are macroaggressions, if you start adding them up, you know, um, all that, when that's all happening, that's harsh. And then we can't turn around and be harsh to ourselves and then harsh to each other. There has to be a soft place for us to land. There has to be a place where we can just have a moment and let it go and cry or whatever we need to do to process it. Everybody processes differently. You know, somebody needs more time, give them that time, be understanding. And I like what you said, Danielle, because a lot of times with people that we don't know, we are, we can be extra patient and give them more time. But then with the ones that are closest to us, sometimes we, we can just, I can't believe they did. No, be kind with each other. Be patient. I love that. Be patient with each other, forgiving, you know, um, a lot of times our love that we're looking for in life, that love that we want to experience is behind the unforgiveness, is behind the pain. Like if you could get behind those things, what you want is there. And so I, I, it just resonates with me for us to be patient and kind to get to that love that we want to experience. And I think the other piece is we get to do this our way. You know, mm -hmm. we, we as Black people, we've all learned, um, and this is no judgment because I've done some of these things too. We, we learn how to shape ourselves and put ourselves out there in a certain way so that we're accepted, that we can get that job, that we can, you know, do all those things. But as you had mentioned, 
as we are becoming entrepreneurs, as we are opening our own businesses and creating our own lanes, um, we can bring our own culture. We can bring, bring our own perspectives. You know, we can bring our own norms of how we want to do things. It doesn't have to mirror what the dominant culture says um, work should look like or the way we treat each other. So I think we should bring our uniqueness to this also, bring our heritage and our culture. Yes, yes. Thank you guys so much for just creating this amazing project. You know, I know Natasha, this is your baby. And this is, an, this is great what you're doing. And I'm happy that you were able to birth this out of, you know, the experience that we all went through in 2020. This is very valuable. But before we end everything, if you guys could tell everyone how they can connect with you all. And of course, Danielle, tell everybody how they can get to that amazing website. But both of you guys tell everyone how they can connect. And remind them again, I know you, um, I know Danielle mentioned the different ways they can listen to this playlist, but remind everyone again. So give everybody the website, how they can find you guys on social media, and remind everyone again how they can listen to the playlist. Yes. Um, so I'll start with the website, and Natasha, I'll let you finish with the social. Um, I, you go to blackfreedomsymphony.com, and once you get to the homepage, we kind of actually guide you through each movement. You can see the commentary associated with that movement. You can see the playlist itself, but you can also get directly to the videos and watch them as each individual playlist. Um, and there's multiple touch points for that on the website. So we tried to make sure it was, you know, easy to navigate, very clear and direct as far as what you're getting to and everything is accessible from one to two clicks from the homepage. So that's the technical part of it, you know, blackfreedomsymphony.com. And uh, you can also connect with us through our social media on any of those um, through the website for any of the platforms. And I'll let Natasha tell you what those are. Awesome. So we, we are uh, Black Freedom Symphony. I think um, we're at the symphony on Twitter, right? Right, but all the others, we're Black Freedom Symphony. Um, so if you, if you type that in, you're going to get it. It's going to come up. Our Instagram um, is going to come up. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Um, and I hope, I think also, Danielle, please correct us. She is our technical person. Um, we also have a, a, on the website, right? There's a place where people can add their email address and get on a list, right? Yes. So as we release each movement, as we do events around those movements, um, if you go to the website and add your email address, we only ask for your email address. We're not asking for your firstborn or your address or anything. Um, just your email address. We will send out a calendar of events um, that are going to happen around the symphony itself and the individual movements. Um, we'll also always post that stuff to our social media. And we're on all the major platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find us um, and YouTube, of course, um, mm -hmm. through our playlist. We try to release um, each movement every two to three weeks. And as soon as they come out, we make them available to the public and you can just enjoy them. Please give us feedback. Please support. Please share, 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 share. Um, you know, send it to someone who... You may not necessarily know their music taste and let them experience the way that they want to experience it. Um, send it to your friends, send it to your family, 
give us some feedback on social when you get a moment and let us know how you feel about the songs and the movements and you know what did it make you feel like what did it make you think about um and just you know keep an eye out for us and and uh, enjoy the music yes yes thank you guys so much like i said this is absolutely amazing and i definitely know people will connect and just keep it up you know what's next are you guys going to do anything further past the four movement yes we are there we are planning to do i'm just going to say some specialized playlists that's all i'm going to say but okay. it's going to be fire it's it it, it is it's, it wasn't the initial thought around this but as we started doing this it was like oh yeah we could do this and we could do that so those pieces are going to be coming out um and we'll release them you know at critical times in our calendar that kind of coincide with things that are happening in in, in the black community okay. it's a living breathing project and so um, even after the fourth movement is released we still have other things that we plan to do around the symphony and um, more music to share. So always, you know, stay tuned. Awesome. Thank you guys so much to everyone that will be watching this episode. This is Ms. L. Danielle Baldwin. She's the curator and the web designer and the founder and creator and the conductor, Ms. Natasha A. Mitchell. And they have created this wonderful Black Freedom Symphony. So guys, please make sure you support them and tune in. And once again, like I said, 2020 was a very traumatic year for our culture for other reasons besides the pandemic. But something like this makes us have more open dialogue, more open conversations, and we're able to process our feelings on everything that we have experienced, but it also rounds out so that we can still have that pride in ourselves, still have that Black boy joy, and still have that Black queen magic, just love ourselves for who we are. So they are doing something fabulous and amazing. So please make sure you support the Black Freedom Symphony. You can catch this episode and more at www.thekeychat.com. And remember to please be safe and to go love yourself. Go queen, go queen, go queen, go. Represent, you're a queen, you're a queen, oh.